Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Hoops and Dingers. I'm your host, John Mastrangelo, back with Tyler Sumner. How you guys doing? Welcome back for episode three. Also, today's August 24th, also known as 824. Shout out to Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. We miss you very much. And Alex Green is also alongside us. What's going on, guys? Hope everybody's doing good. Today we got a good schedule set up. We'll start in the NBA, talk player of the week, and some predictions for the upcoming games and series. Then we'll head to the MLB, talk player of the week, and predictions for series. Then we got two new segments for you folks. Tyler's take, an underrated, overrated, or perfectly rated. So let's hop right into it. All right, let's start. Player of the week, NBA. Alex, who are you going with for this week? Um, I'm going to go with, I think, a pretty obvious answer. I hope everyone who has been watching the playoffs has uh, noticed how good this player has been playing. It's uh, Luka Doncic. I mean, first of all, the game winner he hit the other game last night was uh, insane. Um, series decide 2-2 now, I think. Is that series yeah, tied 2-2? Yeah, That was a big shot by him. But um, he's just 21 now, by the way. So that was for him to hit that shot was insane. But I mean, you look at what Luca is averaging in the playoffs. He was averaging 31 and a half points per game, uh, 10 and a half rebounds, and 9.8 assists. So he's basically averaging a triple double at only 21 years old. Yeah. Um, I think he saw. I think I saw the sack sat the other day. Like he was like one of the only the few people besides like LeBron and MJ to score 40, like to score 41 in the playoffs, like 21 or under. Oh yeah, which is like yeah, absolutely insane. I mean, he's only 21 years old, and what he's doing. I mean, the fact that he's, you know, leading that Mavericks team, and they're they're battling a very good and very deep Clippers team is really really good. I think, like I said, he's only 21 years old, so the fact that he's doing this at 21 is just insane. And and without Kristaps as well, he's been he's off that's the court, true. So he's had to really carry the load more. Um. Tyler, how about you? Who's your player of the week? The- uh, my player of the week is actually coming off a fresh sweep, if you will, uh, of the 76ers. Okay. My player of the week is Jason Tatum from okay. the Boston Celtics. He has been playing out of his mind in the playoffs. I mean, the 27-point win in Game 2, he had 33 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. You know, I think Tatum really – is shining right now as a player, but also just as a mentor for the rookies on this team. And also to show people that, hey, if you push yourself and know your limits, then you can do anything you want to do. And I think Tatum really is going to lead this Celtics team to an 18th banner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, My player of the week comes out of a surprise team, at least for me. I wasn't expecting this from this team. Uh, this is a complete shock. But it's been Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has been averaging 39.5 points. Uh, he's dropped 50 in two games against the Denver Nuggets. And he's been leading the Jazz, what is that, 3-1? 3-1 Jazz, right? Yeah, 3-1 Jazz. He's leading that team to, I didn't expect that series to go that at all. I think, I think all three of us in our predictions in last week's episode, go check that out if you haven't. All said Nuggets coming out of that series. I didn't expect this at all. And he's shooting 56% from the field, uh, 51 from three. He's just been doing it all for this team. And he's still only 23. 
So, like Alex said, and Tyler, all three of the people we picked are very young, capable players that are going to lead their team and are leading their team so far. And these three players have been phenomenal to watch and so entertaining. And they can the way they just, especially especially Mitchell, I feel like, um, just takes over the game. And Doncic as well, and Tatum. But the fact when they just take over the game, it's really great to see, especially for the future of the NBA. Yeah, John. Sure. Uh, going on on what you said about the future, I think I think what we've seen in the these past couple of years is draft classes, some of the best draft classes, I think, in NBA history. I mean, you look at 2017, Jason Tatum was in that draft class. I mean, you had guys with a lot of pipe, like Alonzo Ball, Marco Fultz. I mean, those two didn't really turn out, but... I mean, let's look at last year, 2018. I mean, Luca. I mean, there have been some incredible players that have been in recent draft classes. So I think the NBA is in a really good spot going forward because I think the draft classes will, I think, just continue to get better and better, possibly. Yeah, I think that the NBA is in a really good spot right now. But we're going to see right now our predictions for the upcoming games, which would be tomorrow, which would be Tuesday, August 25th. We're recording this Monday, August 24th at night. So let's see. What is the first game tomorrow? Uh, the first game tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. We got the uh, game five of the Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets series. Utah can close out the series with a win. Denver trying to stay alive. Uh, Tyler, do you want to start? Yeah, you know what? I'll start with this series. I'm going to say it's over. Tomorrow. It's it, over? It, it's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. No no fight from the Nuggets? No, I'm, I am I just I can't see the Nuggets doing it. I mean, Jamal Murray's doing all that he can. Um, not much help from Jokic, really. He hasn't really been playing the best in the bubble. Uh, Bull Bull, uh, we're not even going to mention because I had all this hype around him from last week. Um... But really, I think that Donovan Mitchell is going to drop a 54-point game tomorrow night and Jazz move on to the second round. Okay, what do you have for the score of that game? Score of that game, I'm going to go 110-105. 110 Oh, a, a lower-scoring game. And Mitchell, a lower-scoring game. 50-plus. Okay. Out. So Mitchell, so you're saying, so Tyler, you're gonna say you're saying that Mitchell's dropping <laughs> roughly half of the Jazz's points tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, Kobe did it before against the Raptors, so he dropped 81. <laughs> this is true. All right, Alex. Um. Jazz. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Tyler. Uh, I think this series is over, especially now that uh, Mike Conley is back for the Jazz. What a phenomenal um, game he had the other night. Yeah, um, I got the Jazz winning one twenty six to one twenty one. I think, like Tyler said, the players from the Nuggets just haven't really been showing up. You know, Jokic hasn't been really showing up. Jamal Murray's been showing up, but you know, like we said last week on our predictions, like it's very hard for one guy to lead a team. Like with Joel and being in the Sixers, I mean, Joel did all he could in that series, mm-hmm. and and they still got swept by the Celtics. So I think if Jokic shows up tomorrow. The Nuggets could steal it, but I just, based on what this, based on what's happened in the previous games, I just don't think he will. So I got the Jazz winning one twenty six and one twenty one, and moving on to the second round. Okay, well this is kind of going to be boring because I'm in the same boat as you guys. I think that the series is over. I feel like the Nuggets have had very, very low energy um, 
especially after like their first like once they went down I felt like they've had very low energy and to kind of um go along with you guys I feel like the players that they need to step up aren't um and I feel like Donovan Mitchell has just been playing out of his mind like I just said um and I think that the Jazz will head to the second round uh, I'm going to go 130 120 I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I feel like the Nuggets will try and put in as much as they can, but the Jazz will pull away in the end with free throws adding to that to the points up there. So 130-120. All right. What is the next game tomorrow? Uh, the next series, the next game tomorrow, uh, game five, 9 p.m. Eastern time, again on TNT. Uh, game five of the uh, Dallas Mavericks and Woo! Los Angeles Clippers series. Oh, that's yeah. this is a big game. I mean, that that series is now a best of three. Uh, John, your reaction was pretty big to that game. Do you want to start with your prediction? Yeah, I'll start with it because I'm loving this series. I've been watching this series. I think this has been my the most entertaining series in my mind so far. Um, that and also the Thunder Rockets series has been very good too. That's been a phenomenal series yeah. as well. This one, though, that series can't get overlooked. Oh no, it's gonna get overlooked, but it shouldn't. Um, yeah, this one has just been great to me though. Uh, like you have Luca, you have Kawhi, and Paul George, who's deciding to once again <laughs> not perform well. Playoff P, baby. Playoff P. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'll, sorry, John, to briefly interrupt you. Um, I saw a stat today. Paul George has not had a positive net rating in the playoffs since I think it was maybe 2016. Wow. So oh, yeah. That's yeah. Oh. Playoff P, as Tyler said, playoff P. Playoff P's showing up, but he's not going to show up tomorrow. I think, or he will show up tomorrow. In in the playoff P will, but Paul George himself isn't. I think that it'll be Mavericks taking the win. Uh, I think they're coming off a very um, hype win, so to speak. The game winner by Luca, phenomenal shot as Alex Caldwell talked about. And I think since they're even doing this without Chris Stapps. Um, what is his what is his timetable? Is he returning or? I I really don't. I think uh, he's doing, uncertain for game five right an now. MR, uh, MRI, excuse me. Right? Yeah. And okay. I think he's going to be day to day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm reading an article right now on NBA.com. Uh, he's he's in a, his MRI came back negative. Uh, he's 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 a game ten decision right now for game five. Yeah. So they they won they won without him, but I think if he. Definitely goes on the court. I feel like it'll be another win, but I'm going Mavericks. One twenty, one eighteen. No, no, uh, no game winner, but it'll be a close game once again, coming down to the end, like they've been this whole series. All right, somebody else take it away. I'll take it. Uh, I'll go, John. Oh, Tyler, you want to go? Yeah. Sorry, so, go boys, ahead. Go, last week. Episode two. If you if you missed it once again, please check it out. I don't know what you're doing with your time right now, but check out our podcast. Yeah, do it. Check it. So I said this game, this series, is going to seven, didn't I? I think so. I believe so. I'm gonna say. Did did you notice there's a pattern between this? Okay. Clippers won game one. Mavericks won game two. Clippers won game three. Mavericks won game four. Clippers win game five. Okay. I think Kawhi's going to drop 35. I think Kawhi's okay. going to ball out. Playoff P, 
You know what? I'll give Playoff P a fair eight points tomorrow. <laughs> you know, um, like like you guys said, he just he's been playing terrible. He yeah. he he hasn't even. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, last year he got sent home right in front of Damian Lillard. You mm-hmm. know, but yeah. for the final score, I'm gonna go one twenty four. 108. Whoa. Okay. Bit of a blowout there, Tyler, huh? Bit. Bit of a blowout yeah. there. You sure? All right. Okay. Alex, finish us off here. Um, I know we keep talking about Paul George, and right now he technically has he has a net rating of zero. So he's not pl- positive. He's not negative. <laughs> but he's very close to going either way, depending on how he plays yeah. uh, in these next couple of games. Um, I'm going to agree with Tyler. Okay. You know, I'm, I I got the Clippers winning uh, game five. I think, look, I think game four, they're, the, the Clippers, Kawhi and the Clippers are going to be I'm pretty upset after that loss, yeah. after that Lucas step back. So I think they're going to come out and not really like annihilate the clip. I mean, not annihilate the Mavericks, but they're going to be like, hey, you know, just because you had this game winner last game, you just don't think you're going to be able to come and, you know, win two in a row. Yeah. I think the Clippers – and Kawhi Leonard are going to come back. I think they'll win 124-115. And I think Doc Rivers will make adjustments from that last game. And I think those adjustments will pay off. So I think the Clippers will win 124-115. Okay. All right. Fair, fair, uh, fair points there. Uh, do we have any other games going on tomorrow? Not at the moment. There might be some added after these next couple of games finish out. But... Yeah. As of now, now no. gentlemen, I do have a question. Before we move on to Tyler's take and more ho- hoops part of our segment, I just want to ask you: since it's uh, Mr. Brian's birthday, what, Alex? Let me start with you. What's one of your favorite Kobe Bryant moments? My, one of my favorite Kobe Bryant memories. Uh, I mean, I think it has to be the last. What was it, the last game for his career when he dropped like? 81 points in the Raptors or something like that? No, he dropped 60 against the Jazz. 81 was in 2006. Six. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that one, that final game, I mean, when he dropped 60 and against the Jazz. he just said Mamba out. Yeah, he just said Mamba out. Yeah. John, what about that you? It has to be that. Mine would be the 81 in 06. Nah. I feel, I feel I, like that's... Yeah, that, that was a great... That was, I, that was honestly a very surprising game for me to see because like it's Kobe we know what he could do but to see someone almost break Wilt Chamberlain's record of 100 points was phenomenal well yeah he was still he was still 19 off but yeah he was definitely definitely a phenomenal phenomenal game but Tyler but for me I have two um not just because to honor his daughter Gigi as well but as far as games go one moment that sticks out the most is it was a playoff game against the Phoenix Suns. Kobe oh, okay. gets the inbound, hits the mid-range shot. Game's over. It's a buzzer beater. Then he just rips his jersey and just screams, let's go. That was one of the best Kobe moments. But the other one would be he was already down the floor. This was when we had Fro Kobe or Froby, if you will. Um, he was down the other side of the court. Shaq hucks it, and I mean, like, he hucks the ball all the way down the other side. Kobe catches it, puts it behind his back, and does a reverse 360. Yeah. So, just 
Rest in peace, Kobe. Also, happy belated birthday. We miss you a lot here. Um, yeah, you guys want to do move on to Tyler's take? Well, not quite yet. We still got some predictions. We're gonna predict Raptors Celtics series. Oh boy! When we get back, and we're back on hoops and dingers. We just talked player of the week in the NBA and predicted some upcoming games. But now we're going to talk a little bit about the Celtics-Raptors series. Our predictions, kind of some X-Factors. All right, I think I'll start with Tyler. Tyler, well, what do you got? Thank you, John, going? so much for kindly choosing me. You know, I really think that this series is going to be what we call a dogfight. Yeah. Both teams on the defensive end are raw. They're furious, you know. Marcus Smart is a hell of a defensive player. You know, Raptors got one of the best defenses in the league. Um, Starting lineups are incredible, you know. Even though the Raptors don't have Kawhi anymore, they still are doing a great job. Also, congratulations to Nick Nurse on his coach coach of the year. Yes, well-deserved. Very well-deserved. I agree. Um, I'm going to say... Celtics take this series in six. And I'm going to tell you why. Have never been in a second round playoff game before. In the history of his career, Kemba's going to prove to people that he belongs in Boston. He belongs in the playoffs. And he's going to go off. He's going to have a great series. As far as X-Factors go, the X-Factor is going to be Jason Tatum. Okay. Okay. Alex, what about you? Um, I'm going to agree with, I'm going to agree with Tyler and I'm going to say the Celtics win this series, but not in six. I say the series goes sevens. Seven. I think the series goes the distance. Um, I don't think this series goes less than six games. For like some of the reasons Tyler said, both of these teams are very good defensively. They're very, both of these teams are talented, and you know you want to talk about Nick Nurse as uh, being a good coach. I think Brad Stevens is one of the better, co- one of the best, co- one of the best coaches in the NBA right now. Um, so these teams are very well coached. They have very good defense. Um. I don't. I say Celtics in seven because let's face it, the Raptors they played a Nets team with a bunch of scrubs on it. Yeah, they played a very depleted Nets team. Exactly, and the Nets, the Nets. I mean, they didn't like almost take the series, but like the Nets, the Raptors didn't look their best against that Nets team. Oh. I mean, the Nets, the Nets almost took a couple games in that series. So I'm going to say the Celtics in seven. Um. I think X-Factors are going to be Pascal Siakam for the Raptors. I think if he can be consistent, then the Raptors can win this series. Yeah, okay. Siakam Siakam had some bad games in, you know, in the Nets series. And then the X-Factor, I'm going to agree with Tyler, is Jason Tatum. Tyler, you told Jason Tatum was his player of the week. And he didn't have some of the best games. He had some bad games in the the Sixers series. He had one bad game. I the mean, yeah, you could. Game one, I believe he had 29. 
or 28. Game two, he had 33. Game three wasn't was the only bad game. And game four, he had 29. So, I mean, he was yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, he was. But, you know, he has to put up 30, like 30, 28, 29 every game. He can't have that one game where he has 11. Especially missing, especially missing Hayward. But I'm going to say Southwick's in seven because even though the Southwick's are missing Hayward, I think you have Kemba who can score, you have Brown who can score, and you have Tatum who can score. So you still have three prolific scores on the Celtics that can make up for the absence of Hayward. So I say Celtics in seven. I think another thing we left out here too, this game could also come down to the benches. If the Celtics bench doesn't true. show up, then Toronto's bench is going to have a field day for him. Yeah, Toronto's a very deep team. Yeah, because so. last night, Toronto's bench scored 100 points. Yeah, they were playing a very weak Nets team, but yes, they, they did. Um, my prediction for this series, this series is going to be really tough because I feel like these two teams are both very equally matched. But... I think whoever kind of gets off to a hot start and honestly, if they can like get the momentum going, we'll take it. I'm not sure who that'll be, but my blanket uh, prediction is going to be Celtics in seven as well. Um, I think that the Celtics are a more talented team than the Raptors. The Raptors definitely have talent, but I feel like the Celtics um, have a bit more. They, they won the season series three to one, the Celtics. And they just recently played in the bubble, and uh, they blew them out. Uh, Kyle Lowry is currently questionable, so That's right. he he might not even play game one. He's hurt. Uh, in my X factors for the series, it's not Jason Tatum this time because I feel like people will know that he has to perform. I feel like it's kind of his second in command. And that's Jalen Brown. I feel like Jalen Brown needs to step up. Because with the Sixers team, you could kind of keep your foot off the gas a bit because they were very weak as well. Because um, we're also we're not talking about that. The Celtics played a weak Sixers team. Both these teams swept, and both of them played pretty weak teams. And they, the 76ers were pretty much in a lot of those games. And the Nets were in a fe- like close-ish to the Raptors. But I think that Jalen Brown needs to be consistent, consistently shooting. Um and then for the Raptors, my X factor is Kyle Lowry and his injury, especially. If he's injured, that's a big loss for the Raptors. Uh, and if he's not, he's got to be able to perform well and help that team get past him. But as of right now, I have Celtics in seven. You know, right. this is just hypothetically speaking, but what if the series was a sweep again? There's no way no, that happened. This isn't a you know, sweep. Like this I is, said, there's no hypothetically, way. if it was a sweep, well, how shocking would it be? It would be very, would, very shocking. I would be, I'd be shocked. I mean, there's, I mean, yes, there's a chance that sports anything can happen, but this the talent, talent wise, these both of these teams are very similar. Yeah, very similarly matched. Yep. So I, I don't think this will be a sweep. Sweep. Like I said, I think this goes. This series, this series goes going a minimum six. of six games. It's going six. Minimum of six games. It's going six. Minimum. Yeah. All right. There you have it. We just discussed our predictions for the Celtics Raptors series, and we'll be back to talk about MLB Player of the Week and predictions for upcoming games.
And welcome back to Hoops and Dingers. We just discussed NBA, and now we're going to talk about the MLB. We're going to talk Player of the Week. And I'll start with Alex here. Alex, who has been your Player of the Week this week? Uh, two words. Jose Abreu. <laughs> I mean, Jose Abreu. Um, that boy, what a series against the Cubs he had. Yeah. Uh, he had four straight. He he homered in four straight at bats over the weekend against the Cubs during that series, which tied the MLB record, by the way. And then overall in the week, he he hit five thirty three with seven home runs, fifteen RBIs, and a one point eight nine six OPS. OPS. Excuse me. OPS. Wow. I mean, the White Sox went six and one in those seven games. That's a big thanks to him. That's a big yeah, big thanks to him. I mean, with numbers like that, I I don't know if there's a better term than player of the week for yeah Abreu. Yeah, that was a phenomenal week. I'm gonna go to my player of the week for this week, and it was a pitcher. And he actually played the White Sox. Uh, he, I don't remember if he pitched against them, but he's on the Cubs. You Darvish. He went 2-0 and on the week with a 1-3-8 ERA. 17 Ks. That's pretty darn good. A 1-3-8 ERA is very good. He only allowed two earned runs in 13 and a third innings. Um, he pitched very well. And he he needed to... Um, be able to because the Cubs have to keep up their their streak and keep up in the central and keep the foot on the gas. And with the performance like that in the week, it's pretty phenomenal, especially for a pitcher and especially with people that are that you're facing now, hitters like Jose Abreu. Tyler, how about you? Uh, my player this week. Can I get a drum roll, please? Ladies and gentlemen, my player of the week this week is Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay. He's batting 314. He's got 12 homers. You know, base on balls, he's 14. You know, he's he's doing pretty well this year, you know. I mean, he made a catch the other day. Now, he's a shortstop. May I remind you, where he ran to basically the left field wall all the way out there to get, catch it. You know, his athleticism, I mean, guys, you can agree, is phenomenal. Yeah, he's a great player. He's a great young He's the talent. best shortstop in the league. Oh, okay. Right okay. now. Yeah, he hit 357 over the week with three homers. And a grand already. slam. He had a grand slam recently, too. Yeah, he did. He. You know? He's a very good player. He's he's uh definitely definitely MVP right now. I feel like. Um. So now let's hop into some predictions. Oh wait 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 wait. But well, before before we go into predictions, um. Oh, okay okay. I I feel like talking about the Padres, Tyler, right now. Fernando Tatis Jr. I think another player on the Padres that deserves to be in this conversation for Player of the Week is Manny Machado. Yeah. I know people might not like to hear that name. Oh, Manny Machado, boo. I don't like him as a player. I'm with those people, sir. I mean, but, I mean, what he did this week, he hit 393, three homers, one of which was a walk-off grand slam. That is phenomenal. That's that's what every kid dreams of, honestly. 
Yeah, the only thing that would have made that better is you know, two outs, three, two count, bottom of the ninth in the World Series. Game seven. Game seven. Game seven, exactly. That, that's <laughs> the only thing that would have made it better. But yeah, I mean, hitting a walk-off grand slam is probably one of every kid who plays baseball. That's one of their dreams. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Padres overall is a team. Team of the week for sure. They went 7-0 in seven games this week. Uh, so look out for the Padres. They're 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 going on a hot streak, and I don't see that streak stopping anytime soon. Not at all. I'm just going to say this now. I take back everything I said about the Rockies. And they're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> all right. Well, talking about the Rockies, let's hop into a prediction. Diamondbacks, Rockies. Tyler? Diamondbacks. Who do you have? Who do you have in that? Diamondbacks? Yes. What What do you have for the score for that game? 8 0. 8 0. The Rockies took Eight away my zero. prediction. And they haven't been performing well. And the Diamondbacks got Bumgarner. Yeah. yeah, but he's not pitching this game. I think the Diamondbacks yeah, have. Yeah, I uh, know that. But I, I still think that Diamondbacks would 8 They have a guy by the name of Alex Young pitching. I'm going 8 0. Okay, Alex. Um, in case you're wondering, the pitching matchup for this game is Herman Marquez and Alex Young. So, not two pitchers who aren't really the best. No. Uh, I'm going to agree with Tyler. I'm going to say the Diamondbacks, and I'm going to say four to three. I think it's a close game. Um, Colorado and Arizona, you know, both of these teams aren't really playing that well. But this, so this is a big game in terms of you know. Uh, Standings for the NL West is the the teams all separated by only one game. Rockies thirteen and fifteen, Diamondbacks thirteen and sixteen. Yeah. So, I think both teams are going to come into the series with, you know, with, a, like sort of like a pep in their step. Yeah. Especially in this short season, mm-hmm. which is already over halfway, about halfway done, yeah. which is insane to think about. That is. But. I got the Diamondbacks winning uh, four to three. Okay, I'm also going to be going with the Diamondbacks. They're five and five in their last ten. Well, it's not great, but the Rockies are one and nine in their last ten. Um, and this is a big, this is a big game, is a big series, as you said, Alex. Uh, they're only half game back of the Rockies, and then they're only a half game back of the Giants as well for third place in the NLS. Um, so I think that the Diamondbacks will come out. And I think it'll be five, five, three, five, three. Oh, I'm gonna go five, three. Uh, Very similar to my score there, John. Yeah. Hmm. Not even Great. close to mine. No, I don't think ain't nothing's happening to be honest. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Herman Marquez is gonna gonna have like a shut. I don't I don't think Herman Marquez is gonna pitch a shutout. Or yeah, Alex Young because Tyler had the Diamondbacks winning, so I don't think I don't think Alex Young is gonna pitch a shutout to the Rockies lineup. No. All right, let's move into another game: Twins Indians. The Twins are currently nineteen and ten. The Indians seventeen and eleven. First and second in the AL Central. Alex, start with you. Who you got? Um, I am going to say. The Twins, despite the fact that Shane Bieber is on the mound for the Indians, um, I'm going to say the Twins. Um, you know the Twins have been hitting the ball 
phenomenally well lately. Yeah. And you know, with with the Indians pitchers rotation being depleted a little bit, uh, I think the Twins pitching is on the same a similar level to the Indians since they have so many injuries in their starting rotation. Um, but going along with this game, um, while while Shane Bieber has been pitching phenomenally, I think the Twins lineup is able to get to him, and I say the Twins win four to three, and okay. four to three. Okay, Tyler. Twins win. Okay. It goes ten innings. And final score is gonna be seven to five. Seven to five. You think the twins get to Shane Bieber that much? Yeah, they got my boy Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz has been hitting very well. Uh, at least in the home run department. I'm going to be different from you guys. I'm going to go Indians. I think the Twins, while they are great in the, for their hitting, and they're doing well lately, I 7-3 and three in their last 10. The Indians are also 7-3 and three in their last 10. I think Shane Bieber has just been having a great season, and I think that continues. Um, I, I like the Twins lineup. I like what they do. I think that they're a good offense and good team to kind of base your offense off of. They get on base and also hit home runs. But I think that even though the uh, Indians rotation is a little bit weaker, it's just one game. And I think Shane Bieber is going to be able to get the win for the Indians. I'm going to go 3 nothing Indian. I think it, or 3-1, 3-1, it'll, it'll be 3-1 Indians. And then for our last game in the MLB, before we head off to our two new segments, will be Phillies and Nationals. Phillies coming in at 10-14 and 14 at the bottom of the NL East. Nationals 11-14, fourth in the NL East, separated by half a game. Mm, I'll start off with this one. I think it'll be the Nationals. I do. I, I, I like the Phillies. I like, I like that they have been trying to get back on track and but they just to me I feel like the Nationals are going to try and start to find their groove because they were in the they made they won the World Series last year. I think they're going to start to find their groove and I think it's going to be right now. Sorry for the Phillies, but I think it'll be I think it'll be right now. I'm going to have the Nationals winning 6-6-4. Six, 6-4. Six, four. Six, four. Okay. Uh, I'll give my prediction next. All right. Uh, again, this is a big game in terms of standing for the NL East, which is wide open. It really at is. the moment. Um, Phillies are ten and fourteen. Nationals are eleven and fourteen. Uh, pitching matchup: We got Jake Arrieta going for the Phillies against Eric Fedi, Fed, Fedi, Fed uh, for the Nationals. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, John. I'm going to say the Nationals win. I think the Nationals are going to start hitting their stride. Yeah. Um, the Phillies have been very, very inconsistent this season. And I just think the Nationals have a better pitcher going on the mound. I mean, Ariota has been sort of disappointing this season. He's been like, great in the past, but I feel like ever since yeah, got to- this season. He's 1-3 one, one with a 4.95 ERA. Yeah. Uh, and his last, his last start, he... He walked four and four and a third innings against the Red Sox. So, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I got the Nationals winning. I think their lineup, that Nationals lineup, will be able to get to uh, get to Arietta, and I say the Nationals win five three. Okay, so one off each way. One off each way. All yeah, right. five three Nationals. Tyler, uh, I gotta switch it up because I can't be the same. Phillies, <laughs> Phillies win. They got the man with the best hair in the MLB. They got Bryce Harper. We all know what he can do. You know, right now he's kind of reminding me of Fat Thor from Avengers Endgame. That's a that's a strange comparison. I mean, they both <laughs> very they both, strange comparison. They both bulked up. Very strange. Uh, Harper's hair is like down to his shoulders where Thor's would be, and also the beard. But he, yeah, he bulked up, but not the way that Fat Thor did. He's just. <laughs> I mean, true, but but. Harper kind, Harper's kind of got some weight added to him. All right. Never did I think we'd be talking about Fat Thor on a podcast <laughs> called Hoops and Bingers. No, yep. <laughs> no, but that's what that's what we get here with Tyler. <laughs> yes, sir. Tyler's a wild card. Tyler's a wild card. I'm the wild Never card, man. I'm say. not neutral. No, I stay in my own lane. <laughs> All right. But Phillies win ten to seven. Bryce Harper hits three homers. Whoa. Scoring game. Three homers. Three homers. And, and Andrew oh. McCutcheon wins the game in a walk-off, but not by a hit. He steals home. I think the Nationals are home, Tyler, so I don't, I don't think the Phillies could walk it off. But Well, he's going to do a game-winning run by stealing home. Okay. Oh. Okay, stealing okay. home. Okay. Is it All just right. me, or do you guys miss McCutcheon with the dreadlocks? Yeah. Yeah. I, I miss Pirates McCutcheon. Yes, yes, we could agree with this. We we should just ask our good buddy Tim Neverett. He knows right. he knows a thing or two about Andrew McCutcheon. All right, we just went over our MLB Player of the Week and predictions, and we'll be right back with our new segment, Tyler's Take. And we're back on hoops and dingers. We've so far we have discussed. Our NBA Player of the Week in predictions, our MLB Player of the Week in predictions, and now we have a new segment for you guys. It'll be called Tyler's Take. That's where Tyler Sumner gives us a take or a hot take, and Alex and I will agree or disagree with it. So, Tyler, what is your take this evening? So, my take this evening, boys, are you ready for this? All right, I'm ready, I think. I've got to give my take a little introduction here. So many people have been asking me lately on Facebook and Twitter, Tyler, who do you think has been the best player in the bubble so far in the playoffs? Tyler, who's been the X Factor in the playoffs for the bubble so far? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is my hot take. Jason Tatum has been the single-handedly best player in the bubble in the playoffs so far. (laughs) Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. They ain't got the answers. I got the answers. Okay, uh, I'm gonna be a disagree on that one. Um, it's a pretty hard. That's a pretty hard disagree. It's no no disrespect to Jason Tatum. He's a great player and a great talent. But there's already at least five people that I can think that are doing better than him. And just you say playoff P. No, it wouldn't be playoff P. We already talked about playoff P. He's he's not it. It'd be Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Luka Doncic, Giannis. Don't um, think Harden has been playing all that well. He's averaging thirty-two. 
So he some some nights he won't be up, but he'll. Jason Tatum, while he is eleventh in points per game, there's Jamal Murray is even higher than him. Um, but I feel like that for me, that's a disagree on that one. I'm gonna have to agree with you, John, and I'm gonna Here. say disagree to Tyler. Uh, while I am a huge Jason Tatum fan, um, I just think there have been guys who have been doing better. I mean, John's player of the week, Donovan Mitchell, he two fifty point games in the series against the Nuggets. I, I mean, don't. Uh, I think if Tatum didn't have that one bad game against the Sixers, I think maybe he would be he would be higher on the points per game in the scoring for the playoffs so far. But I think I just don't think Tatum has been consistent enough in every game. I mean, yeah, everyone has one bad game every once in a while. But I mean, when you look at what Tatum did in the other games, like twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, um, you know. 11 points just isn't going to cut it in the playoffs, especially against the Raptors. So I would have to disagree with you on that, Tyler. Yeah, and adding on to what I previously stated, Tatum is kind of expected. He's he's kind of expected to be there and be the X factor. And to me, he just hasn't – he's definitely been great, but he hasn't been the X factor of the bubble for sure because the Celtics are expected to be good. Like, talking about the Jazz, I didn't expect them to be up 3-1 on the Nuggets right now. No way. No way. Luka Doncic, I didn't expect them to be tied 2-2 with the Clippers. No way. No. Um, so, Tyler, well, how do you feel about our our reactions to the... I mean, it's t- expected. It's expected because, you know, you guys are looking at the big players. You're looking at the playmakers. Meanwhile, Jason Tatum... Can, can we even talk about that shot where he banked it and he should have had an and one? Yes, but but one shot doesn't make you the X factor of the We got logo Tatum. Okay, but there was also like who else had a logo shot? He's been Um, carrying the Celtics, kind of. No, 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 no. That's up. No, yeah, Kemba hasn't been playing all that great. (laughs) But I'm just gonna say, there's a reason we call it Tyler's take. I get state my opinion. Disagreements are meant to happen, you know. So therefore, my best player of the NBA bubble playoffs has been Jason Tatum. Mic drop. Thank you. Tyler, um, so Tatum dropped 11 points in game three. Okay, one game. Uh, one game. That's, yes, that doesn't matter. Yes, I'm, yes, yes. But you're saying he's been leading that Celtics team, right? You said that he's been leading that Celtics team in the playoffs right now? For the majority of the games he has. Okay, well in that game three, if Kemba and Jalen Brown don't drop at least 20, they lose that game. They lose that okay. game. Okay, But I'm just saying, Tatum's been my player of the playoffs. Okay. He's not, he's not changing for that opinion. I don't, oh, I don't think. No. No, that, that he, is part of the segment. So it's, it's, what, it's, you know, it's what it's supposed to be. Uh, as we're talking right now, looks like Miami is going to be sweeping the Indiana Pacers. They're up 99-87 with 14 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Thought I would just mention that in there. So, congrats, Miami. Uh, see you in the second round. All right. Most likely facing the Bucks. So Yeah, most likely. That'll be a good series. Good series. Yep. Uh, we will head to our second new segment, which will be overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. And we'll be right back.
and we're back on Hoops and Dingers. We just tried out our new segment, Tyler's Take. You guys should go check that out. Just a little bit back, very entertaining, and a very hot take from Tyler. And now we're jumping into underrated, overrated, or perfectly rated. And our player today from NBA on the 76ers, Tobias Harris. Tyler, I'm going to start with you here. I'm going to ask you, Tobias Harris, underrated, overrated, or perfectly rated? You know, Tobias Harris, first of all, scary injury yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Thankful that he yeah. was able to come back Definitely. in the game he, that he, he seems okay. We could say he pulled a Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to say Tobias is underrated. Okay. Because okay. he is probably, after Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid on that team, the best player. Yeah. You I, know, I, he – Embiid really – he yeah, he basically did all the work for the Sixers in this series. But Harris really – he's probably their best perimeter defender, I would say. Okay. So, I'm going to say Tobias Harris is underrated for me. Okay. Alex, Alex, what about you? Uh, Yeah, I'm going the completely opposite side of the spectrum when I'm saying overrated. Okay. Um, I mean, he didn't show up in that playoff series at all for the 76ers. And if Tyler, what you said, that he's one of the best players in the Sixers team besides Joel Embiid and, I mean, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, he should have stepped up in that Sixers series. I mean, in that Celtics series, um, if he if he's the third best player on that team, uh, looking at his career stats, he's never averaged over twenty points in his career. And yes, you could say, yo, he's never really been like the true number one option. But I mean, he, you know, I've just never heard of a game where Tobias Harris has dropped like fifty or forty points in a game, and I, I just don't like. Uh, for me, it all has really has to do with that, with how he played in this in this uh, playoff series for the Sixers. Yeah, um, he he did not show up at all. No, he really. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna have to say, overrated. Uh, he's he's very inconsistent, and he didn't really help the Sixers that much this year, in my opinion. Okay, and this actually works out perfectly because I'm gonna go with. Perfectly rated. Yes, he was horrible, horrible in the Celtics series. No doubt about it. Yes, he's getting paid a lot of money for putting up only, what, maybe maybe a little, like, I don't even know what he was averaging, but he did. he's not getting the money that he should. 15.8 points in the playoffs. Yeah, okay, no, you don't get that much money for that. Um, <laughs> but, but I feel like he, for his... Sixer series overrated or Celtic series overrated for sure, but for the career, honestly, a little underrated. So that's why I'm sticking with perfectly rated. Yes, like Alex said, he has he has rarely had above twenty points in career. He averaged twenty point nine with the Clippers in 2018-2019. but that was it. But I feel like he's always just kind of there. In in past years, he's been. Pretty consistent. Um, with you know what you're gonna get from him. You're gonna get like 
16 to 19 points per game for the se- for the season. Um and he was he was I think that him with Philly is not a good look. I think that's I think that's a big part of it. But I think I think that Tobias Harris is perfectly perfectly rated. I think that he definitely didn't show up in the Celtics series and you can't do that especially when you're down Ben Simmons to a talented Celtics team you have to show up especially for what you're getting paid. But I do feel like that he was getting He's he was getting he's getting too much hate just on that series, and you have to look at it at least in a broader spectrum. And I feel like he's been a pretty just solid, solid player for majority of his career. He's not gonna drop he's not gonna drop fifty a game. That's not him. He's he gives you around maybe twenty a game, and you know what you're gonna get from him. So I, I'd say I'd say he's perfectly ready. I completely forgot about the contract, John. Going back to what you said about that, yeah. For I mean, yeah, for what he's producing, definitely overrated. Definitely yeah. with that contract he's receiving from the Seventy Sixers. Um, this is something I saw. I should bring up uh, the Seventy Sixers fired Brett Brown today yeah. as their head coach. Yeah. Um, do you think other changes need to be made in that organization? Yes. Or will the firing of Brett Brown? Be, do you think? Yes. I saw something change? today from a source that I follow that said, do you think Joel Embiid requests a trade? I say in this aspect, if Ben doesn't, Embiid is. I, I don't know, because going back to, I believe it was episode one, we talked about this, uh, Ben Simmons' injury and how it was going to impact, and we talked about if there was going to be a trade or not. And if they did well, well, the Sixers did not do well without Ben Simmons. And that's just putting it like just blatantly. They did not. They got swept. They got swept by the Celtics. And I think that if you were going to trade anybody, it was going to be because of poor performance or no, because of good performance in the playoffs. Like Embiid leads the team without any chemistry issues or anything like that. I think that I think that Embiid will stay. And I think that, I think that, I think it's a possibility that one of them could go, but I feel like it would be more of a possibility if they did well in the, uh, in the playoffs, but they did not, they did not perform well. So I don't think anyone's going anywhere. I think that the firing of Brett Brown will turn a new leaf for the Sixers, but I don't, we'll have to see, obviously, but I think that if anyone's going to go anywhere, it was good. It was going to be because Embiid led the Sixers to get like at least a couple wins, but they got swept. So I think that it's not really a chemistry issue. Hey, but I mean, one thing's for sure. We get to look at another Joel Embiid crying meme again. This, this is true. This is true. All right. Uh, that was our new segment, overrated, un- underrated, overrated, or perfectly rated. And we'll be right back to wrap up the podcast. And that is all we have time for today. This has been Hoops and Dingers. We hope you enjoyed it. Today we talked about NBA Player of the Week, NBA Predictions, MLB Player of the Week and Predictions, and our two new segments, Tyler's Take and Underrated, Overrated, or Perfectly Rated. We hope you all enjoyed the episode. And we will see you again next week. Have a great night, everybody. Bye, everyone.